Sun Tzu said, the art of war recognizes nine varieties of ground. One, dispersive ground. Two, facile ground. Three, contentious ground. Four, open ground. Five, ground of intersecting highways. Six, serious ground. Seven, difficult ground. Eight, hemmed-in ground. Nine, desperate ground. This is Common Ground Attack, a political podcast among best of friends, with your hosts, Joshua Heffley and Eddie Espinosa. I have to make sure he eats it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've never Dude, had I've been watching. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z. Oh, so good, so good. Oh yeah, it's 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 so good. I'm on the Frieza saga still, so yeah, it's gotta go was, through there. I was watching the abridged version. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah, I still haven't picked it up past Frieza saga. I still gotta do. It. Always so much to do. Nice. I know, right? All right, so uh, let's. I got. I gave Ziba his medicine. Let's. Uh, let's get this rolling. If you're uh, ready. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is an FRG. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, what was I doing? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Eddie. This is Josh, and we're CGA Common Common Ground Attack. Common Ground Attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You know, a lot has happened this week. We had to do our podcast. We had to record on Sunday. Um, But a lot has happened. A lot of news has happened. Uh, More specifically, with the widespread Black Lives Matter protests that spawned from our topic from last week. Um, I want to start off with a little 15 minutes, and this is really where it's going to start because I'm a big NFL fan. I love watching football. I love the NFL. And the quarterback, Drew Brees, he's the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He had some comments earlier, um, and I would like to read those comments. Please do. Uh, Basically, he posted a black square on his Instagram account on Tuesdays for Blackout Tuesday. That's what a lot of people were doing. It was was, um, for the Black Lives Matter. They were doing it on Facebook, Instagram, tons of places. Um, but he did make a comment on there and he said, there's a saying in every locker room I've been in, just don't talk about it, be about it, acknowledge the problem and accept the fact that we all have a responsibility to make it better. And then Breeze continues and says, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. And this was in, um, direct, it was kind of like a referring or direct reference to Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Um, during the national anthem, and that was a that was a big thing. Um, Colin Kaepernick, for those of you who do not know, was an uh, an NFL quarterback, was the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and he for he, he was pretty good. He took the team to the Super Bowl. He they lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens. That was when was that? That was like what 2014, something like that. I know I watched the Super Bowl, but I can't remember. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, it was the Blackout Bowl. I didn't realize he was a oh Blackout Bowl. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was the one that uh, where the lights turned off in the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Blackout Um, Bowl. So forgotten he was on that team. 
Yeah, he he was the starting quarterback for that team. Wow, I had totally <laughs> forgotten about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Colin Kaepernick, he, he did a bunch of protests. He was protesting the national anthem a lot in the NFL. So he would kneel um, during the national anthem. And it started a whole thing where there was a ton of people who were boycotting the NFL now because, you know, how dare people disrespect the flag. And even Drew Brees was talking about how, you know, I don't agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States. Is it worth noting at this point that he did the kneeling after a conversation with a veteran? Oh, yeah. And it's it's also a point it's also a point to bring up that because of his protests, the NFL announced recently, because of his protests, he has not been welcomed back into the NFL by any team. So he got kicked off of the 49ers back then, or released by the 49ers back during his protesting, because they just didn't, well, number one, they got a different quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and number two, they didn't want him... They didn't want to pay him the money that he was requesting for the talent that he brought for the quote-unquote, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's just the the media presence, the like the focus. I, I think a lot the, of um, a lot of how it was covered, and I think the perspective from other owners was that Kaepernick was a distraction. Yeah, the distraction. That's exactly it. So it's they didn't want him to pay him as much as he was requesting for the distraction and also for his level of play. So he just hasn't. He's since he was released from the 49ers, he's been trying to get back in the NFL, and no NFL team wants him. There's Specifically some, like, because they tryouts. don't want to pay that money for a backup quarterback. I don't know if you remember the tryouts I think Seattle had with it. Yeah, there were tryouts, but it's just, yeah, again, nothing came of it because, again, they just don't want the distraction of having Colin Kaepernick on their team. Um, never mind that he really isn't that great of a quarterback. He wasn't really. That team that the 49ers had at the time was excellently coached and excellently built, and it was the rest of the team that kind of carried their uh, their way into the Super Bowl. Um, but the big thing I'd like to note is, you know, with all of the stuff that Drew Brees said about Colin Kaepernick and all the stuff that he got a lot of backlash about it. Um, I mean, a ton of backlash uh, from his fellow players, from people around the NFL, from news outlets. He got a lot of backlash about it. And what's interesting in particular to note is Drew Brees actually went and talked to a lot of his teammates, namely Alvin Kamara, his running back, Michael Thomas, among others. And he actually turned around. He did a complete 180 over everything. Let me pull up his Twitter account real quick just so I can read his tweets about it. Because this is this is important to this story. And this is important to a couple of things that I noted. Oh, come on now, Twitter. I had it pulled up. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> okay. So, Drew Brees, and this was three days ago. Um, Drew Brees says, I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, the NFL community, and anyone I heard with my comments yesterday. I'm speaking with some of you, and it breaks my heart to know. 
He then follows up. Step by step, you will see my heart for exactly what it is and the way everyone around me sees it. I'm sorry it has taken this long to act and to participate in a meaningful way, but I am an ally in this fight. I am your ally in this fight. And then, through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It never has been. We can no longer use the... Oh, well, it continues on his Instagram post. Let me see if I... Yeah, he went long on this, so get ready to read. And it was... it was Yeah, it was basically... it was, And he targeted, targeted it to Donald Trump. So this is an interesting thing here. Um, here we go. I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It never has been. We can no longer use the flag to turn away, uh, to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. I did this back in 2017, and regretfully I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systematic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial imprisonment. We are at a critical juncture in our nation's history, if not now than when. We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do do it alone. This will require all of us. And mad respect to Drew Brees here. Because even though like even though his initial tweet I didn't really find super offensive. I know I know what he was going for and what he was referencing. I didn't necessarily find it super super offensive um but to be able to learn from a different point of view to be able to put that into action it's just it's mad respect for me you know like he's an nfl quarterback he doesn't have to do that but he did not just for the sake of his teammates but for the sake of everybody who was you know bashing him for it um what are you i mean your thoughts I, I, I mean hearing this hearing all of this what are your thoughts so first off, I'll acknowledge that Breeze is a good example of someone who can grow in this, that, you know, you might be wrong at one point or now about what's going on and what you're seeing going on, but the movement wants to invite you to learn and grow and not, the desire isn't to reject you and oust you forever and ever and put you in some place that you know, sun don't shine. They're, the desire is to have people learn, grow, and then be part of this movement. And yep. in, in going from A to B the way Breeze did, that shows the growth that we're looking for. I think he got rightfully criticized for what he before. He was trying to again shift the issue away from what the actual the actual thing was, which is something yeah. we're seeing everywhere this more. And I think that was probably one of the main criticisms is that he has a history of not being in line with the cause here, being continuously ignorant, and it looked like it was just another sign of him being ignorant about the actual issue until he posted later and seemed like he came he came to realize there were and if that's how it needs to happen, please please do that. Welcome to the team, Breeze. Yes. So I wanted to segue that into pretty much what we've started seeing happening in just a lot of things. And, yeah, and a, I can tell you... There's a lot to break oh down. Oh, my goodness. So, I, really, we could do this whole entire episode off of the countless, countless videos that are surfacing now of police brutality across the nation. And this it, is it, just based off of, off of, the, off of the riots. Like I, I think it's the same stuff you've been saying. It's ongoing. It's not even just like you know, there's plenty of stuff that that kind of gave way to the process starting. But even in the middle of it, in the middle of we're specifically saying that the existence of police brutality, that to be racially charged reactions by the police towards protest policing in general, and yet it's still happening. And we're recording it happening now. 
It's like they're not listening. They're not getting that, hey, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look, and, and I understand. And it's it reminds me a lot of the situation back, you know, in, when was it? The 2010, 2012, something like that, with the uh, Catholic Church. Um how there was a lot of issues with priests that were molesting children in the Catholic Church. Don't I know it. And it seems very similar to that in a way that you have an organization that is, I mean, an established and relatively throughout the years trusted organization that is losing the trust with the public opinion. Um, And they're fighting back. So right now, it just feels to me like the police, the police unions, you know, police chiefs across the nation, they're not all bad. We know that. But there is a there is an unwillingness to move. And it's just it, it's the worst part about it is knowing that there are like they aren't all bad, that not all cops are bad. But knowing that they're not doing anything, they're in action is causing the bad cops to rise to the surface. They are complete. And, and, and they're just, I mean, and like I said, they're defending themselves. The police unions especially are defending themselves, much like the Catholic Church defended their priests back when that whole situation was going on. Absolutely. And, I, I, and it, it drives me nuts is, you know, when you look at the overall overall theme of it, that's really what it was. And what happened in order for the Catholic Church to lose that stigma was they had to eventually side with the people. And honestly, that's still, it's still a struggle. I can tell you as a practicing Catholic, the church authorities that we have could still do much more. It's good that, we, and, and we have a pope that's in line with that, but it just seems like the, it just seems like progress is, I don't know. A lot of that, I think, is tied to our religion works. There's yeah, some hope there, I, I, but I, I, there's still more work to be I wanted to bring it up because that's specifically, I wanted to bring that specifically up with you because you have, you know what the church is going through because you are a Catholic as well. Um, but you're not, obviously you're not like a priest or anything like that. So you wouldn't necessarily know what happens up in the higher up, you know, kind of upper echelon kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But Just what they tell you, us parishioners yeah, you, and research. You should know, but you should have a, a general idea like an glad you agree with my point then <laughs> um to to kind of just uh, i guess pivot off what you're saying I, I i have had some conversations with some people over the week about about the idea that you know oh, it's not all it's not all the cops you know, there's only a few bad apples you know yada yada and i brought up this very very same thing as a practicing catholic as a practicing christian i hear a lot about you know especially because i tend to lean left libertarian and that kind of stuff i hear a lot of people who criticize the catholic church christianity in general fundamentalist Christian, how how often their actions go way against the, our theology, and how many yeah. people have experienced abuse or, or extreme fundamentalist teachings from them who were raised in Catholic school were turned off by the church, are now not, at least not Catholic or practicing Catholic. I hear about that stuff all the time. I hear criticisms about Christians all the time in most media that I can see. And I will yep. tell you, for the longest time, you know, it hurt because I, I had the same kind of reaction as a lot of the you see here and there. It's not me. I didn't do any of this. I don't promote any. 
But over time, I had to kind of realize, like, well, what am I doing to stop it? Am I doing enough to challenge the people around me, the other people who practice my religion, so that it, so that we don't continue that? Like, I know there's only so much I can do to push specific priests. Especially, thankfully, especially because I don't know anyone specifically in my circles that did anything. But, we had to, but I had to keep pushing that idea with other Christian people I interact with, especially authority figures. A lot of stuff isn't is unacceptable, and more than just the priest stuff, but a lot of stuff about well, rough around the edges sometimes. And the idea yeah. is we have to keep pushing it. And until a day comes where we're 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 kosher with what's with the rest of the world, at least in the way that we're not causing more harm than good, we should I should expect this criticism constantly. And as long as I and I should always it should always push me to do more to stop any of that from happening. A lot stop stuff like the, what the priest did. Stop how we come down so hard on, on and not live that life of forgiveness. There's more that I can right, be doing. but it, but it's it's very similar. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just it's just it, to me it, when I look at it when I see it just the way they're defending themselves it just seems super similar. Yeah. Um. The problem is the problem is is you know it's the police are. it's just been when you see these examples of these bad eggs and nothing is being done about it it's just it's irritating to me i I don't know if you've heard this analogy maybe it'll bring bring something out of you i don't know a lot of some other analogies i've heard this week about this very particular issue is that some people are seem to be accepting that there are a few bad apples in the police what if we had the same thing to say about our surgeons or our doctors we would find that immediately unacceptable if we lived in a world where oh there's some bad apple doctors but you know we don't need major or change. or or firefighters oh there's a few bad apples you know, oh yeah no, there's a few firefighters that won't save you because you're black which is like no, that's that's unacceptable in that kind of a situation. It's exactly. unacceptable almost anywhere else. Why are we so willing to let that? Why be? is it acceptable okay. in the police force? And that well, the answer is it's not. It shouldn't be. <laughs> no, and, and and that's the thing is is what I'm hearing because I hear a lot of different sides about it. It's not just that you know, it's not that enough that the police are that there's video evidence. That there's evidence all over the place that the police are, are brutalizing people in the streets. That they're shoving old men down to the point where they're bleeding out of their ears. God, um, murdering people. Um, yeah, that one was that one was rough. Yeah, Running was people so over stupid. with their cars, with their police cars. I saw one. They were drive by. They were spraying. Uh, pepper spray out of their cars <laughs> as they were driving by crowds. Okay, I saw a, f- a, a funny one yesterday. Funny because it's, I, I don't know what it is. There's this group of officers kind of hanging on to their police SUV, kind of running down the street. Oh, the one who fell off of his truck and like he he fell off of the truck, tucked and rolled and sprayed pepper yeah. spray everywhere. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's that ingrained up, like, in them. Like it's that ingrained, and they was just so ready to spray somebody down. Like, yeah, what is that? Um, the police in Los Angeles that are uh, that are you know, I mean, it's just video after video after video of this. It's just wrong. It's completely and totally wrong. You cannot deny that, but there are a lot of people who are denying that and trying to justify those actions. Have you seen some of the comparisons with the rioting, protesting that? How how the how terrible the rioters are and all that kind of well, no, stuff. No, no, well, no, here's well, the no, thing. No, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about the protesting that took place a couple of weeks ago about opening back up the country. Oh, there's <laughs> that's a different topic too. Well, how were the how were the police reacting then? Yeah, 
Yeah, People exactly. They were just letting it happen. And they're just like, just, just stand in there. Yeah. He's what we want. <laughs> like, you know, do your job of guarding the building, I guess. But like, but it's yeah, like, like now are doing are, are just like, okay, just give me something. Give me something so I can take out my mace, take out my, my, my billy club and just start going after you. Just give me one excuse. When, well, so like, when I, the protests were happening, seeing stuff like that, stuff that would probably educate, educate cops now, we're not doing it. So we know they are fully capable of yeah. of having that a protest police guard relationship, and they are just deciding, just making a decision right now over- to double down. Yeah, to to overzealously go after protests. Yeah, they're they're doubling down just because the protests are against them. Yeah, and and but the thing is, is like I, uh, like I was what I was getting to is you know I'm seeing so many people out there now. That are trying to justify the actions of the police because they're because of the riots that are happening because people are rioting because people are destroying buildings because oh, people yeah. are burning stuff down. Like I'm here in San Diego right now, and the um, they burned down, they looted a played against sports or like right down the street from where I'm at. They looted a played against sports, a Sally Beauty Supply, Vons. They burned down, uh, they looted and burned down a couple of banks. They burned down the Social Security Administrative Office. Um, but they left the Starbucks alone. Because <laughs> where else are they going to get? Yeah, I got to get that coffee in the morning. <laughs> but but the, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, everybody's pointing to, oh, we need the police 100% to do what they're doing because of these looters. And and I saw something today, uh, or yesterday, I can't remember, but I saw something that kind of fit the bill a little perfectly, you know. If there are just a few bad apple cops and they're trying to have us distinguish between the bad apples and the good apples for the police, why can't they distinguish between the bad apples and the good apples of protesters versus looters and kind of another example going off of that and i think you've been seeing it a lot some two clear clearest examples that i've seen in, uh, i actually have someone who's in the la santa monica area and i've they were, they've been relaying information to me about their experiences there and there yeah. in the beginning of the week there was a clear distinction between like protesters going down the street and what their signs and everything like that and then in in their wake there were there was organized efforts of looting happening where do yeah. you think the police were during all that they're targeting the protesters. Yeah, and there was nay a cop in the looter area, and and there's and I got shown video of like cops like driving by and not taking no action, just kept going to where they were going to go for the protesters. They were because the cops want to want to allow the looters to loot, and in some cases I've seen videos where they're destroying property themselves. Yes, absolutely. In order to in order to make it seem like. The looters are a big problem, so that way protests, so that way they can diminish what yeah. the protests are about. Paint everybody with the same breath. Yep. We, That's and it happened in Scottsdale. It happened in Scottsdale, Arizona too. We, we there was pro. Well, there were not a lot of protests happening in Scottsdale. They were happening in downtown Phoenix, and the police were in downtown Phoenix. There's plenty of looting going on in Scottsdale. Yeah. Like. It, well, and that was the same thing. Like they were downtown. All the cops were downtown San Diego. But, you know, there is a bunch of looting happening in, you know, inland a little, or what they call the inland area. And, and this, I guess to say a little bit more to the looting, I don't I don't want to endorse the looting. I think a lot of the people doing the looting are trying to make a bad situation worse, or they're undercover cops or white supremacists who want to make more out of what the situation it actually is. But this is a desperate move overall. This is 
we're in a desperate situation where uh, yeah. all these protests, call to actions have, have come on deaf ears. If you're thinking this looting is, is just some like immature reaction to the situation, think again. This is desperate just because you haven't been listening. And there are people yeah, who, it, well, who are desperate enough that, you know what, that especially after this pandemic, maybe they look at that store and go, God damn, I've really needed an extra roll of toilet paper and I haven't had the money to do it. Now is my chance. Yeah. Like The system has failed them. They are just taking what what's been taken from them and i i would never condone lo- looting mainly because they haven't invited me to it <laughs> there you go and <laughs> no um for, but for real like it shouldn't ever come to looting like we as a country you know i said in the last podcast like the rioting got something done the actual rioting got things in motion and got things to happen the but it uprising. shouldn't have ever gotten to that point it shouldn't have ever gotten to that point we should be people if we're protesting out in the street if people are protesting out in the street they should listen to these kind of protests especially if there's the huge crowds huge crowds of protesters showing up in every city every state multiple countries around the globe it, it's it's getting out of hand to the point uh, like with how many protests are going on and how little they are listening and paying attention to it. The system has failed these people, and and there's I, I have a list of little changes and stuff that has been you might call a victory in the last, but the system I guess for lack of a better word at this point has a lot more that can that can be done and changed before before there's justice. Yeah, absolutely. So. Now that I now that we kind of covered it, you know, there's video after video after video. I want to talk about something that I just thought of, uh, that I sure. just remembered. Um, there's also a lot of what's happening because we're talking about, you know, the, how the riots were going. It's actually two things that I just thought of. We're talking about how the riots are going on, how everything's how everything's. <sighs> the biggest thing that drives me nuts is the censorship of everything that's trying uh, that everything's been going on is the apparent call for censorship from the police they are targeting media outlets they're targeting cameras in multiple cities they're targeting um people with phones um was it Arizona was it Arizona I can't remember there was a state that outlawed the filming of police Oh, Recently, shit, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look it up. Um, I, but there was a state that outlawed the filming of police. That is bullshit. There was, yeah, yeah. There was um, police units that fired on foreign media. Oh god. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that guy who got that reporter who literally got shot in the throat as if you needed more poetic irony? Yeah, yeah. He was trying to report on the the crowds and everything, and yep, I saw that. But there was, there was, um, I think there was a media crew from Switzerland of all places. I can't remember if it was Switzerland. It was some European country. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, England. But there was a, there was a reporter from some European country that got, uh, that got shot by the police with rubber bullets. Yeah, I've heard a few of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? This might be a good time to mention that I know we've been trying really hard with our information sources. All been coming in so hot and quick. I'll try. Yeah, but it's we, it's it it's be... really hard to find all of these video sources and to kind of pull them all together because it's just really. I mean, they're just like you're saying. They're they're coming in hot and fast. And and, and what's what's mind boggling about this is you can see all this. 
I've seen all this. You've seen all this. I mean, there's a lot of people who see all this. Very and they think it's okay. They think it's okay and that it's justified because people are writing. And because now, I don't know if you heard this. This is my second thing that I was talking about. Now, there's a new boogeyman, and that's Antifa. Oh, boy. Here we go. So here's the thing. You've heard of it. Yeah. Everybody's heard of it. Um, my, uh, my aunt texted my mom who texted me about Antifa coming in to Rita Rant from Southern California. Hmm. They're going to come in from Southern California, and they're going to go tear up Rita Ranch and Vale. I mean, I'll be there um, in a couple weeks. A friend of mine who lives in St. Louis, he got a text saying Antifa was going to destroy his neighborhood. He lives near Ferguson, actually. Antifa is going to come in from out of state and tear up your neighborhood and throw up bricks through all of your windows if you don't turn on a light. It's all Antifa. They're oh all going to do it. And uh, so, of course, Reed Ranch and Failure and it got tore up. Never happened because it was a hoax. St. Louis, nobody went through their neighborhood with bricks and threw bricks through everybody's windows. Oh, it's probably because yeah. the police and Donald Trump put a stop to it. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's right. They stopped it. Yeah, I mean, thank God. But, it's a, it's a, but Antifa is a boogeyman. Am I am I mistaken in thinking that Antifa is just a hoax, a boogeyman, a Bigfoot, a Let's whatever you want to call it, Loch Ness Monster? Let's make it clear right now. All Antifa is is people who are against fashion. The end. Oh, which... <laughs> that's it. We're... <laughs> You might as well be um, a, a Saints fan. That's the level of organization that exists for Antifa. <laughs> well, and that, but they're a highly skilled terrorist organization. I wonder why Donald Trump labeled them as a terrorist organization. Hmm. 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 Do, we start, do we want to start talking about Trump now? I, oh, no, because I still want to talk about Antifa. <laughs> I mean, so does he. <laughs> Well, that's a huge thing. It's a huge deal now because, like, and it's it's freaking everybody out and it's freaking people out. Now they're saying it, T for this and T for that. Because, they, because there's a percentage of the population that wants to believe that this none of this is genuine. There isn't genuine calls for action against racism. There isn't genuine calls for, you know, to stop fascism in its tracks. It's all just the the loser, poor losers. What's the word you call it when you lose and you're not happy about it? Sore loser left lefts yeah leftists that after we lost the election 2016 now we're you know trying to do deep state to do everything we can to go against trump and everything he does that's yeah because they can't believe there's actual problems but what cracks me up about antifa and the whole thing with antifa so there was a twitter page and this is what uh, this is why they got labeled as a terrorist organization. Uh, there was a Twitter page or something. I can't even remember where it was. But there was something where there was a group calling themselves Antifa. And uh, they were threatening doing stuff. And they were posting it on this page. Like Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And this is why they got called. Guess what that group was consisted of? Guess guess who? I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter because they found out what this group was. I know the answer, but who was it, John? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was white supremacists. <gasps> hey. But, look, but Josh, guess that's, what that's we not the narrative. Out. Oh, how can a white supremacist be Antifa? Wait. Huh. Gotta, gotta you know, and it, it's just, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It really is. Like, 
this whole situation has kind of, you know, turned everything topsy-turvy about what, what this whole thing is. What is that, and it, and it's, do you think? Because why is there so much faith in, in, in this side that wants Antifa to, to exist and can fight against? What is it that leaves people like... It might have something to do with my Facebook post. Oh, I think I missed it. What are you about? <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the post where I said that Donald Trump is a fascist? <gasps> oh, well, there's that. Okay, yes. Oh. That was so obvious I didn't consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, okay, because you know how I am. I've always been on the side to air with caution with things like that. I've always tried to... Uh, yeah, because that's a pretty definitive label. I, I understand why you yourself have been hesitant to do something like that, because that's a pretty damning and very sticky label to put on something. It, it, it really is. And and that's one of the things, like, I don't ever want to, like, throw things around lightly. Like, I don't want to get, like, heated in a conversation and, and just be like, well, you're just a fascist, you know, or you're just, you know, you know, I'm not like that. I've never been like that. I try to always see things from the other side. I try to come up with reasons of why people are doing something or why a president was doing this or why they were doing, why he was doing that. Or, you know, I've always tried to come up with a reason to it. And as I've grown, as I've learned more, as I've seen what Donald Trump has done, what he has been doing, and especially recently where he used the United States military active duty members in Washington, D.C. Now, I have to clarify, active duty members in Washington, D.C., there's a lot of people I initially thought, oh, this is a huge, huge problem. This is terrible. Why are you going to put and bring active duty member, uh, active duty military to Washington D.C.? Well, after talking to my father, who is in the military, he informed me that Washington D.C. has no national guard. It's not a state. The active duty military is the national guard of Washington D.C. So that's why they were brought in. A little unfortunate and scary. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's still you don't necessarily want to have active duty members doing that. Um, or you don't want to necessarily have the National Guard. Although, I will say in that video in Buffalo where the old man was being knocked down and bullied by police, guess who was there to help the old man? Well, it sure wasn't the police. It was the National Guard. So the National like, Guard even the National the Guard. Yeah, you, did you see, uh, if you watch the video, like, the the National Guardsman, like, looked at the cops and was like, uh, and then he started treating the old man. That's good. Yeah, so, I mean, so, either way, Using the United States military to push their way through crowds, beat people down in the streets, just so he could walk across the street to take a photo with a Bible. <sighs> and, like... It hurts. It really hurts to look at that. So, number one, if there is anyone who believes that Donald Trump is a Christian man, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> okay. That dude... Do you think he thinks he is, or is he, or is he even playing that game? I well, why else would he go across the street and beat people down in order to take a picture with a Bible? Well, either because he really thinks he's doing the right thing, which God help us all, or no, he or, wants or the Christian vote. Okay, okay, he's he's just doing it for he, for the for the pics for the Insta. Yeah, okay, yeah, for the gram. He did it for the gram, but that's <sighs> the that's that whole entire thing that just screams fascism to me and minutes before he was like i'm with the peaceful protest yeah it's basically he is 
downright and now now we have it's not just me who thought that it was a very fascist thing to do and it's not just me who thinks that donald trump is fascist now all of a sudden guess who else is deciding that trump is fascist did you hear oh my goodness all the generals thank god (laughs) like pretty much all of them are call is speaking out against donald trump and his fascism um it started with mad dog mattis it, uh, Colin Powell recently did it. There's a couple of other generals that were speaking out about it. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. There's a, there's a whole lot of people in our military that are deciding that. Uh, hold on, sorry, I gotta let my dog out. Who let the dog uh, out? <laughs> Hatley. 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 There's, so, there's so many members of military right now that are just they're speaking out against Donald Trump. Why you would that you makes think a that is? What's that? Do you think that really makes a difference? Because I feel like, like who hasn't – what other important figure hasn't called him out at this point? Why in general is going to be different, any different? So so the big thing to me, and, and this is this is what I'm seeing, and this is one of the initial reasons why I kind of you know thought about this. I, I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty good judge of character. I like to think that when I look at people, I can kind of get a general idea of how they're going to be, uh, what type of person they are. Um, I wouldn't be a halfway decent salesman if I wasn't. Is why it took me you know, weeks to, for us to become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work right. really hard for you to accept me. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I turned to I you it was and we pre- became friends immediately. I looked at immediately. you and we were best friends. <laughs> I was going to say, did you really have to work that? No, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> No, no. But if you, you remember know, all I literally, all I literally did is I sat next to you. We looked at each other, and we're like, yep, "We're gonna be we, best friends now." I'm like, okay. Yep, that's how it happened. That's really how it happened. <laughs> so, I like again. I like to think I'm a pretty good judge of character. What I see with Donald Trump, or what I've seen with Donald Trump before, is I, I, I didn't think he was really fascist. Before. I thought he had tendencies. But I thought that he would, within our system, he would be contained. And, I mean, even then, it was still kind of a like a, uh, you know, I don't think he really is. I, he hasn't really given me any evidence to suggest that he is. Um, so, like, when it was other people who were calling him out and everything, it just didn't seem, to, at least to me, like he was. But now I look at it. First off, he pulls off this stunt, and it just seems like he's, with the way he's been handling this, with the way people have been calling him out on handling COVID, honestly, I didn't think, and I know you disagree with me on this one, but I didn't think he did the worst job with handling COVID. I I just think right now, though, Trump is acting scared. He wants to keep his power, and he figures right now he can do that through the control of the police. And the military. Did you happen to come upon like an interview he did with Playboy like some years ago? Oh yeah, in back in like the nineties, um, or was it the nineties, or was it like I, when Obama was in? No, yeah, I don't remember. But he was talking about China and something that they had done. Yeah, yeah, no, I do know which one you're talking about. Where he was like, um, ah, I can't remember now. I know what you're talking about. That's where he was basically, you know, the only way to, uh, like, I commend China for handling the crowds the way they did. Here we go. I can quote him right now. And this is him talking about Tiananmen Square. 
Oh my they, goodness! I was gonna were, say, if he was talking about Tiananmen Square, this is gonna be messed up. But I oh here we go. No, he was not. They were vicious. They were horrible. But they put it down with strength. That shows you the power of strength. Our country right now is perceived as weak. It's being sped on by the rest of the world. And this was in um, 1989. No, 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 sorry. That was a pro- that's when Tiananmen Square happened. This was... Yeah. Oh, no, it was later that year. It was 1989. <laughs> yeah, this is from Playboy 1989. And he was interviewed. Oh, and my that's goodness. That's what he said. He had... So... So the, he, this is, he thinks is a solution to this kind of thing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put it this way. Back in 1989... We also had no idea the full extent of what happened in Tiananmen Square, simply because the Chinese covered that up, and they covered a lot of what it what happened up. So, to be fair, he may not have known the actual atrocities that occurred in Tiananmen Square. So, I, wanna, I do want to throw that out there, especially if the interview was given in 1980. I feel like giving a lot of credit. I mean, I think even, even if you are, but... I think I think what we've been seeing recently makes me think that no, he knew exactly what he was talking about, and he's and he's condoning it. And okay, to right. Hear. So that's that's the other side of it. So I I do want to say like to be fair, let's at least cut him some slack, and especially in something that was said in 1989, everybody says stupid things when they're younger and they change. So I mean, I have to tell you, Hefley, like I, I get what you mean, and maybe if we're talking about another person, I would. But Trump doesn't deserve slack. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll even nope. say this. He's the president. The president but if we're gonna, doesn't get slack. You but, can't fuck but, up when you're the president. My point being is your right now, your actions right now are defining uh, – his actions right now are defining him as a person. Squarely. And to me, they're defining him as fascist. Whether it's because he's afraid that he's going to lose his power and he wants to keep it or whether he was fascist the whole time, it doesn't matter. Right now – He's fascist. He is clearly wanting to keep his power. And he will probably try to do everything that he can in order to keep his power. Voter fraud. Uh, Not wanting people to vote by mail. Enforcing curfews to keep them inside. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, once the second coming of coronavirus happens, guess what we're all going to be doing again? And, And... Pray to God it doesn't, but we're not ready if it does. And the, the actions that need to be taken for us to be ready need to be started now. You know how, how long it will take to pray out? Let's say we did everyone did mail-in voting, if we had, if we had made a decision to do that. It takes a lot of resources to get done, and that, that work needs to yeah. be started now. And But they're not going to. So Trump nor his cronies are going to do that. So, on, so only people can get out of work and safely go and vote. Or have a, you know, there's actually a lot of states that don't let. You. Thankfully, Arizona is one of them that does. But a lot of states don't even. You have to have a good damn excuse not to go in person. Texas being one of them. Yeah. Texas is a big state yep. that will, will try all its darkest not to give you a mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. So. So that's why I mean that the labeling of Antifa as a terrorist organization, even though there's. Even though it's pretty much the Loch Ness monster to them, to a lot of people, and what drives me nuts, what drives me nuts is because is people excusing his actions, people excusing Donald Trump, people excusing our police, people excusing everything that's happening in the name of they're keeping us safe, quote unquote, they're keeping us safe from the riots, or they're keeping us safe from the liberals. It's not about liberals. It's not about Republicans. It's not about Democrats. Who cares? Who cares about 
any of them. I care I about my country. Does. I would. It's <laughs> a conversation for another day, maybe. Well, and, and that's the thing. I don't like. I was like I mentioned in my Facebook post. I don't have to necessarily like Don, uh, Joe Biden just because I'm condemning Donald Trump. But I am. Which condemning man? I feel like Donald we couldn't get Trump. off of that. Uh, in that, it's like like that's not the point. We know we we're in agreement. Why why can't we get past that? <laughs> yeah. Why 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 can't why is everybody automatically assumed that now? Oh man. Well, we gotta we gotta vote for Trump or else Joe Biden's gonna win. I don't care. I don't give a flying fuck if Joe Biden wins. I, I just I don't care anymore. I care if Donald Trump gets elected and I want him to never see power again. If we have poor choices besides that, that's not our fault. That's the system and it's gotta change. Yeah. I'm not gonna so, like Joe Biden. <laughs> Tell you that right now. And hell, if he fucks up we'll ride his ass out of office, we're okay. Yeah. We'll uprise then too. I'm okay. Which is Joe Biden's trying his damnedest to be a uh, mini Donald Trump. God, I, I kind of, it's funny how I, the pandemic and everything right now is in favor of Biden a bit and really bad for Trump. Because I think Trump misses his rallies. It obviously can't have them. But on the, yeah. other hand, on the other hand, this also gives chance for Biden not to fuck up so much. Because everything he's done is like pre-recorded. And like, all, like Biden ha- all Biden has to do, all Biden has to do is not say anything at all. And he still fucks up, but to a less degree. I mean, I mean, that's all he has to do is just not say anything. Let yeah. Donald Trump do whatever he's gonna do. Like, did you see that stupid mask? We all know what we all know what Donald Trump's gonna be doing. He's gonna be scared for his. He's gonna do everything he can, and the American people are gonna wake up. Uh, like the American people are gonna recognize that Donald Trump. All he wants to do, he's scared, and he wants to keep his power. Okay, so we're we're almost at time. So it's as simple gotta, as that. I gotta put this out real quick because I think I need to set up the next episode. And I hope, I really hope that he's gonna think twice before he tries to pull like uh, FDR and try to get himself reelected under special circumstances. God, we should look into that something because I almost can't believe it happened. Yeah. So let me let me quickly workshop with you what the next episode's gonna. Be. We yeah. Either, we have our COVID notes ready to go. It's just that things keep happening. That's why we haven't done our like review <laughs> review episode yet. COVID but, took a back burner. Yeah. But I did want to t- I, I did want to mention a little bit about COVID in this because even though COVID took a back burner to the riots and everything that's happening, uh, there's still a global pandemic going on. Numbers are spiking, but that's gonna it's gonna probably take us too long. But in yeah. Maybe we'll have to have a split episode next week because I think the only thing that we didn't cover today that I think we still need to talk about is the the, the idea of defunding the – and I think we don't have enough yeah. time to do it justice. No, we don't. So, there was just – and that's just an idea of how much happened this whole week. It's just we don't even have enough time to cover anything but basic points so with the, things that have happened all week. So the question I have for you then is that do we next week go into – to that and maybe another wrap-up of what happened in the last week because i'm sure this is far from over or do you want to take, oh, yeah. take a break and talk about COVID? <laughs> i think we may have to i think what we should do is because we we may have to do like a split or an extra long episode or something like that um where we do talk about both yeah like we talk about um COVID in the latter half and we talk about uh about the week in review okay because the, the I, I mean depending on what kind of stuff comes out with the week in review um 
uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Okay, so next week we'll, we'll cover what's happened in the last week. Uh, I'll bring up Defund the Police and what that's all about. And then we'll, with time to spare, we'll probably do our COVID stuff. Yeah. Okay, with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In closing, Trump is a fascist. Don't vote for him. Nope, don't do it. Strong words coming from me. No, stop it. I don't no. toss around that word lightly like a lot of people. So, that's it. Yeah, oh, also, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. <laughs> See you next week. Almost forgot. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.